in real life, it's considered kind of shitty to ghost someone. I've had it happen to me in various scenarios. With interviewers who had me come in to meet with them and never told me they went with someone else. With a good friend, I'm talking staying up till midnight chatting on the phone kind of friend, suddenly deciding he was done with the friendship and not taking my calls or messages. It does feel shitty and immature to be on the receiving end. Why not just say that you're not into this and move on, rather than punctuating the relationship with an ellipsis with no end? Of course, my analogy is grammar-related. <laughs> if you've ever had it happen to you, you know what I'm talking about. And I try to always close the loop of communication, even when it's a conversation it's uncomfortable to have, because I want to treat the people in my life with respect. That is not how I behave when it comes to social media, though. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Cutting Chai Stories. Write copy that feels good. It's the no-fluff copywriting podcast that teaches you to write copy you can feel good about and gets you more clients along the way. I'm your host, Jayati Bora, and I'm here to give you a shot of masala for your writing, a way for business owners like you to write copy your way, in your voice, with practical writing tips you can put into action right away. Let's find your words together. Social media is open to the world. That's amazing because you get to meet whole swaths of people you could never have met in person. But it also comes with its own risks, like bringing in unsafe people and shitty people who I would never enter into relationships with of my own volition. As I've been posting more reels on Instagram and getting more views from people who don't follow me or have any idea what I do, I've been getting comments like these. On a reel in which I showed off a new tank top in a color that I loved and compared it to finding your natural writing voice, what looked like a man who's into building, bodybuilding commented that he was fixated on the jiggle of my boobs as I walked. On another, in which I offered a 30-minute copy coaching session for free to 10 people, another man, also it seems from the name on the account, wrote, One good question why we accept your offer. No question mark at the end of that, by the way. And the bigger my audience gets, and the bigger your audience gets, the more of these mosquito-type comments I'm sure you'll get. In fact, you may have already gotten much worse. Do you want to know how I reacted? I ghosted that first commenter. I do not owe him a response. But because I've been conditioned to be polite, that took me a minute of talking to myself. I was actually ransacking my brain for an appropriate response to this idiotic comment when I realized, hang on a second, I owe this person nothing. I did not force him to watch my reel. I did not invite him to do that. I did not engage with him. And even if I did engage with him, he is the one who chose to write that comment. I am perfectly fine ignoring it, and others like it. If this is ghosting, I'm going to embrace it. For the second comment, 
the one asking why anyone would take me up on my offer. My body was annoyed, and it wanted me to express that. So I did respond. Was I polite and respectful? Hell no! I needed to enforce my boundaries and protect myself. So I wrote back, feel free not to accept it, it being the offer. In fact, I encourage you to go on your way. Shoo now! Writing that helped me reclaim my power. And then I was able to move on and not let it bother me. In the grand scheme of things, and the kinds of ugly comments that more well-known people put up with every single day, these two comments were nothing. But they were the first time I was on the receiving end of it. Or at least recently. And I wanted to document my reaction for you in case you're in a similar position and dealing with some hate mail or even mildly offensive mail. When it comes to a boundary-enforcing yet brimming with love response, my go-to person is Alok V. Menon. Their Instagram handle is Alok V. Menon, no spaces, and they have 1 million followers. And they routinely get truly nasty, hateful, just awful comments. Alok is a trans artist who routinely posts pictures wearing a dress or high heels or makeup. Want to know how Alok responds? They take a screen grab of the comment and their response to the commenter. Here's one from the spring. The commenter said, I wish there was a puke react button. I'd use it on all your photos. Alok responded, I wish you peace. Your projection is not my reality. I release myself of your shame and choose my joy. I'm sorry that we've been taught to view the medicine as poison and the poison as medicine. What's disgusting is not my appearance, but rather the way you treat yourself, and by extension, me. I love you more than you could ever hate me. That response. Wow. And in the caption to that post, Alok posted this James Baldwin quote, I imagine one of the reasons people cling to their hates so stubbornly is because they sense, once hate is gone, they will be forced to deal with the pain. It takes immense maturity and immense love for humanity and individual people, even people who post hateful comments, to respond like Alok did, and I salute them. But it can also take a lot out of you to do this. Because if you're not feeling comfortable and secure in your skin, it might put you on the defensive, because the commenter is attacking you, your identity, how you look, what you believe... So if you cannot accommodate that, I reiterate, ghosting is perfectly fine. Clapping back, which means responding to defend yourself, is also fine. Because you need to take care of you and of your energy. And if you're asking, why energy, Jayati? What does my energy have to do with anything? My friend, it has everything to do with you and your business. Because when you show up as the best possible version of yourself, your energy is clean. It's dynamic, it's attractive, and that's when people are the most drawn to you. The best analogy and the most frequent analogy I hear about energy is that of a leaky bucket. If you think of your energy as water in a bucket, then you want your bucket to hold the water that's inside of it. And if your bucket has leaks in it, well, that water is going to drip out and there'll be hardly anything left inside. When you don't protect your boundaries, when you don't enforce them, when you say yes to things your body is rejecting vehemently, 
because you've been conditioned. We have all, all of us been conditioned to be polite, to be accommodating, to say yes, to give. When you let those demands of the world trample all over your boundaries, you are springing leaks in your bucket. And every time you do this, every time you go against what is in your heart of hearts, you spring another leak. And then your energy leaks out of this bucket and what's left is a fraction of what was there before. And so when you try and show up with that half-empty bucket, it's impossible to respond as a lok does to hateful comments. Because holding that much space and compassion, even for the mean people, that takes a lot of clean energy. Notice that Alok in that comment did not back down or apologize for their life or identity or posting pictures in a dress. Instead, Alok responded with love and compassion while also enforcing their boundaries. Some days, our energy bucket is intact and strong and we are able to respond with that kind of love. And some days it's okay to ghost, which in this case, I mean, simply don't respond. Oh, and I also want to say, this also applies to other kinds of comments, not just the mean ones. You know how the social media experts say, you must respond in a short period of time to people who comment on your posts, you know, set aside 15 minutes. So they feel seen, so they're encouraged to comment more on your feed, and that's how the relationship grows. I'm not a social media expert, but to me, that feels like a very surface-level interaction. It feels transactional. If you're not feeling a response, if you don't want to write a response to that comment, feel free not to. At the end of the day, what the world needs, and frankly, what you need, is the permission to just be yourself, to just show up as yourself. And sometimes you don't have to say anything in response. Sometimes the best response may be silence. Sometimes it's walking away. Sometimes it's clapping back. So that's what today's episode is all about, at its core giving yourself the permission to show up as yourself in different situations. Even if that means that you challenge someone, you offer love to the haters, you curse them. You do you, babe, and see how strong your energy bucket becomes. Hey, have you noticed? These last few episodes have been slightly different than my usual fare. Because I haven't had detailed practical writing exercises or analyses to share, and rather, I had some broader concepts to talk about. Do you like that? Do you prefer more concrete directions? Did you even notice? If you have noticed and you have an opinion on this and would like to share, please email me at jayati at cuttingchaistories.com and let me know. I'll put the email in the show notes. I'm really curious what you think. Oh, and by the way, I have two spots open for my chai playdates. These are 30-minute free coaching sessions over Zoom where we can talk about absolutely anything you'd like. Your love of dogs over cats, your challenges when it comes to writing, your email list gathering cobwebs. It's up to you. You're in the driver's seat. If you'd like one of the last two slots, email me and let me know. There's absolutely no strings attached, no obligations, no hidden costs. It's just me wanting to play with you over a cup of chai or whatever you feel like drinking, hopefully helping you with something you're stuck on. That's it for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until we meet again next Thursday, feel free to go some commenters.